Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story, about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we cover part one of the story of Joseph. It's exciting. That is exciting. I love it when these really break into more than one episode. It I, just... Yeah, there's, this is such a big story that we're going to take two episodes on this. So Joseph, do you know who Joseph was? Absolutely. He was the 11th son? That's right. Of Or 11th, yeah, 11th son of Jacob. That's right. Jacob had 12 sons. Right. And he's the 11th. Uh, which one of Jacob's four wives was his mother. Ooh, that would be Rachel. The one with the one that was beautiful, non the non-weak-eyed. The non-weak-eyed one. And Rachel was uh, Jacob's favorite wife. Uh-huh. Joseph is the firstborn son to Rachel, and he was born when Jacob was really old, and so Joseph was his favorite son. It's almost like he was born a grandchild. <laughs> and every, all grandparents love grandchildren. Right. You, know, you guys, you kids know how much your grandparents just look at you and like, oh, I love you so much. Oh, that was a really old person right there. That was a really old person. <laughs> okay, so uh, Rachel then had another son, the 12th son of Jacob, and his name was Benjamin. We don't hear much about him, not in this episode, but uh, she died shortly after Benjamin was born, which makes Joseph even more special to Jacob. Okay, so imagine having a family that large with all of those half-brothers. There's 12 sons. Like, that's got to be a lot of tension and drama. Yeah, that would be. This would be an incredible, like, reality show these days. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be a big-time reality show. Okay, so let's pick up in Genesis chapter 37. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, you can pause the podcast. We're going to start in verse 2. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, first off, I know I don't know about in your house, but like being a tattletale in our house, not cool. Not cool. Yeah, and he just definitely, he jumps right, and he's like, man. Let me tell you. They're doing the wrong thing. Exactly. And he tattled, and they got in trouble, and they got mad. I'm sure Jacob liked to hear the truth about what was going on. True, as any parent does. Right. You want to know if something on, is going on wrong, but, but you know, Joseph's brothers, oh man, they did not like that he was tattling on them, right? And then he gets this fancy coat. This fancy coat. Have you ever had a fancy, anything fancy? I, I remember when I was in the sixth grade, I got a starter jacket. Dude. For you kids listening, you probably don't know what a starter jacket is, but it's like a hoodie made of, I don't know what kind of material that was, like a waterproof nylon. It was like a, nylon. Was like a thick raincoat or something? Maybe, type? but it was the coolest they were thing out, you could wear. Oh, they were outlandish colors too. Oh, it was so good. It was like, these were like a coat of many colors. Did you have an eight ball jacket? No. Oh, those were really cool. Google that I was kids. not cool Get enough for an eight ball jacket. That <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, for me, I'm, oh, first off, I love clothes. I love fashion. True. Like that's just, I think that's an expression of who you are. So if I had been Joseph and I got that coat, I'd been like, yeah, yeah. So I used in eighth grade, 
Um, I didn't have a lot of like fancy stuff, but I had these Reebok pumps. Oh, and so they were yes. like shoes, kids. Okay, so kids, imagine if your shoes, like you tie them, but then also there was a little basketball in the tongue of the shoe, uh-huh. and you go, pff, 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 yep. and it would tighten your shoe up. Dude, I could ball. Oh, it, like you probably crazy. ran faster. I ran faster, jumped higher. I actually made the A team that year, and yeah, I feel like it did. was mainly because of the shoes. The Reebok pumps. Oh, dude. I learned oh, to man. dribble better. Okay, so you kids oh. listening, what is like something that you put on and you feel so fancy? So they they got some angst. They don't like their brother. They do not like their brother. And to add to it, the story goes on to describe Joseph having these dreams, and then he tells his brother. So in one dream, they're out in the field. They're binding these sheaves of grain together. What is a sheave? A sheave. It's like a bundle of grain. Okay. okay. So yeah. they, they're binding these things together and he says, Hey bros, I had this dream where we were all out in the field doing that. And, and all of our sheaves stood up and yours bowed down to mine. That probably didn't go over well. Yeah. yeah. Like so, if you already don't like somebody and then they start talking stuff like this. Like, yeah, you're going to bow down to me. And then he has another dream later where the sun and the moon and 11 stars bow down to him. And so he goes and tells his parents and uh, his brothers, he's like, hey, they, the sun and the moon represented, you know, the adults and the stars represented you all bowing down to me. Okay. In a world of maybe like, you know, how like, I guess these days people are trying to become more like self-aware, yeah. understand your personality. Oh, yeah. He was very aloof. That's a word <laughs> that means not understanding the outside situation. That's right. It would, to him, yeah. He should not have gone and told his family, these dreams he was having. In fact, his dad pulled him aside. He was like, hey, son, uh, don't talk about these things <laughs> because it's making everyone Let angry. Let me help you out. Right. Let me help you out. Okay. So again, lots of tension in this family. Joseph's brothers hated him. And then the story takes this turn. So uh, his 10 older brothers are out with the sheep in the pasture. And it, it says really that they're like 60 miles away, which is pretty far. Yeah. This is like they were out in the backyard. No. They were traveling for weeks with these sheep to, you know, let them graze. And uh, Jacob wanted a report on how things were going. And so he sends Joseph, who was old enough to be out with them, but wasn't, which tells you. That, ooh, hey, let's think about this. Yeah. It means like, okay, so he loved, he loved Joseph a lot. He's probably like his favorite son. Right. And you remember what they used to say about old Jacob? He was he's in a, the tent. He's a tent dweller. Yeah. Instead now of out in the field Now his working. favorite kid's another tent dweller. Right. Okay, so, but he sends him at, you know, like at least 17 out to check on his brother 60 miles away and listen to what happened. They saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of these pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and we will see what will become of his dreams. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man, that's <laughs> a like dark that. turn. It's a soup. <sighs> There's a lot of brother killing in the Old Testament. A lot of brother killing. At least so far, he's threatening. The, yeah, the first book of the Bible, even. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so his 10 older brothers see him coming from a long way off, and they're like, "We, this is it. This is our opportunity. We're 60 miles from home. We can kill him, throw his body in a pit, and be done. We don't have to listen to his dreams. We don't have to worry about him tattletelling on us anymore. Like, this can be over. Got a plan. Yeah, except the oldest brother, Reuben, says, wait, guys, let's not kill him. Let's just rough him up and throw him in this pit because Reuben wanted to go rescue him later. Didn't want to kill him. Uh, I see. I see what he's doing there. What, what was he doing? Well, it's like, I'm going to I'm gonna be a part of the, the, the bad plan. We're all 10 going to conspire together, yeah. but then I'll go get him later. Oh, yes. So then, everyone, then I can be like the sideways hero. 
Uh-huh. You know. And when when you're in a family where everybody's fighting to be favorite. Dude. I got that a could big go family. a long way. I got a big family. I got seven kids. And yeah. I'll tell you what, there's probably some of that little politicking where they think, well, I can do this and then I'm going to get more attention or. Uh, All right. Well, they listen to Ruben and they don't kill him. When he arrives, they rip the coat off of him. They rough him up and they throw him down into a pit. Listen to what happens next. Then they sat down to eat. What? Sat down. They just chunked their brother in a pit after they beat the junk out of him. They sat yeah. down to eat. I know. It's weird, right? That's it really just, odd. It shows just how callous they were. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, let's continue. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Galilee, with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh, on their way carrying it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. I'm, first off, real quick, if they hadn't beat him up so bad, they probably could have gotten more silver. You think so? It may, be, it may have been worth... You know, actually... I did, By this guy? Yeah. I don't know. He's pretty whooped up. I did some reading. Uh-huh. There is this uh, ancient uh, stone with what's uh, called the Code of Hammurabi on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's, it says that in this time, the price of a slave was between 15 and 30 shekels of silver. They got 20. Not bad. They could have got but 30. But they could have got 30. Could have got 30 without the, pin to- the pit toss. That's right. Oh, well. So Judah, he's like coming up with a new plan. Yes. You think that maybe he was kind of like, oh, we shouldn't kill him? Yeah, I think probably we can, most know, of them probably had reservations about killing him. Yeah. But they had this, you know, this like group mentality where mm-hmm. uh, that took over. Okay, so it says that the Ishmaelites came by. That's an interesting name for a group of people. Yeah. Does it sound familiar? I, I mean, I do remember this name, Ishmael. Who was Ishmael? He was Hagar's kid. From and back in Abraham time. That's Abraham right. story from like episode previous. Whichever one that <laughs> one was. One of those two yeah. episodes. Abraham had two sons, right? right? He had Isaac, but before Isaac was Ishmael. Right. And remember, uh, Ishmael and Hagar were eventually sent off. Okay. So yep. Ishmael's descendants, which are really close. I mean, they share the same family tree, the same, right. same great grandfather as uh, these 10 guys. These guys are all actually related. Yeah. It's like a family reunion where you see the other side of the family for the first time in years. Yeah. Yeah. So they come by on this caravan on their way to Egypt to sell a bunch of stuff. And Judah's like, hey, we can sell our brother to to these relatives and they'll take him down to Egypt and he'll be a slave and it'll be great for us because yeah, he'll on. go away forever. Exactly. Then they took Joseph's robe and slaughtered a goat and dipped the robe in the blood. And they sent the robe of many colors and brought it to their father and said, This we have found. Please identify whether if it is your son's robe or not. And he identified it and said, It is my son's robe. A fierce animal has devoured him. Joseph is without a doubt torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his garments and put the sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. So they had a plan and they did it. Oh, man. They tore the robe up. They put goat's blood all over it, and then brought it to their dad. They didn't even explain what happened. They just said, hey, look at what we found. Right. And Jacob, like in his own mind, said, oh, Joseph must have been devoured by a wild beast. 
Yeah. And never once thought the brothers had done something. Right. And he was ruined. Jacob was ruined. I mean, it says that he, he mourned or he was so sad that he put on different clothes and was sad for many, many days. It was his favorite kid suddenly gone. I know. So yeah. Imagine those brothers though. They've now sold their brother as a slave and lied to their father and they have to keep that secret. 10 of them. That can't be easy to do. Imagine the tension that had to create. For sure. Because imagine, even if you have a secret, kids, think about it. If you have a secret and you know it's not good, yeah. you, ma- you, you know how that feels. Imagine multiplying that times 10 of you guys have the same secret. Right. And so not only are you worried about the secret itself and what you did, but you're also maybe worried someone's going to spill the beans. Right. And you're all going to get in trouble. You're all going to get in trouble. Man, so much tension. Okay, so... The story doesn't stop here, though. We, there, there are like 11 more chapters in Genesis. Let's hear what happened to Joseph. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And when he was in the house of his Egyptian master, his master saw the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Well, as lives of slaves go, this seems to be pretty awesome. I mean, he's in charge of all this stuff. Yeah, so it uh, it sounds like he landed a pretty good role when he made it to Egypt. He was purchased by a guy named Potiphar. Potiphar is an official that worked directly for the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh. And so he's really rich. He's got a big house and lots of stuff. And Joseph is put in charge over all of it. And it says that he's so successful in part because the Lord was with him. Yep, that's a big deal. So it seems like he's got a sweet gig. Yeah, it's a big deal because uh, Joseph is part of a family, if you remember, mm-hmm. that God made a promise to through Abraham that they would be God's people and be part of God's blessing to all people of the earth. And Joseph's brothers don't seem to care about that. Right. But Joseph is seeking God and walking with God and God is with him and he's successful. So when Potiphar's at work, Joseph is in charge. Boom. Pretty there great. we go. But so there's a good. twist. Of course, there's a twist. There's always a twist. There's always a twist. So the twist is Potiphar's wife begins to look at Joseph and like what she sees. Oh, yeah, because it said that he was handsome in form and in appearance. That's a lot like you, Eric. Oh, you know, thank God this is a podcast. So he he was handsome and Potiphar's wife, who sees him day after day, begins to think, "Uh uh-huh, Joseph, Mm -hmm. why don't you come be to me like my husband? That's not good. And Joseph continues to say no. Yep. Until one day... Uh, she she grabs him by his clothes and she says, Joseph, come be like my husband. Come be with me. And she wants to kiss him. And Joseph, re- because he's such a good guy, he realizes, I got to get out of here. Yeah, like yeah. takes off. Takes off running. And what, and, what happens? He, what's he leave behind? Well, she's got her grip so tight on his clothes. When he runs away, he leaves his clothes behind. Dude, that's, that is when I am got to get out of here. Got to get out of here now. <laughs> that's right. Well. So Joseph is a really good guy. He's done the right thing. But Potiphar's wife is so upset. She's probably offended and embarrassed, and she decides she's had enough. So when Potiphar comes home, she says, look at whose clothes I have here. Look at, you know what he tried to do today? And so she, she tells a lie and gets Joseph in trouble, and that does not go well. Listen. 
As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, This is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Dude, prison. Prison. That's a big deal. This Joseph cannot catch a break. No, he no matter what he does. That's right. So he's 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 doing the right thing. God is with him. Joseph is doing good. Why did God let this bad thing happen? Eric, that is the age-old question. Why does God let bad things happen to good people? And we're not going to answer that today because you need to stick with us for the next episode where we're going to talk more about that. Why does God let bad things happen to good people? Well, so if there was ever a reason to subscribe to the podcast, now's your chance. Now's the time. You want to get part two. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide at clearcreekresources.org. 